This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 KYNO. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors, which is a group of over 4,000 members, uh, uh, other realtors that um, come together, put share information on their, their inventory, their listings, and um, we try to make it a win-win situation for buyers and sellers. Um, we also have over a thousand affiliate members. M- affiliate members might be, let's say someone from Meathead Movers. Uh, by the way, Michael Bronze, the head, the president of Meathead Movers is here. Good morning. Good morning, how are you today? Doing good, okay. I'm, you're not president, are you? No, no, I'm the, uh, uh, I'm the regional sales manager. Okay. And another affiliate we have, because affiliates would be escrow companies, lenders, insurance people. We have David Keller of Nexa Mortgage. Good morning. Good morning, Don. All right. And thank you. And I've got a couple of good questions for you as we go on in the show, uh, because there's a lot of talk out there now about fee increases for those with good credit. So we're going to be getting to that, but you're going to have to stay tuned as a listener. Um, also, we have here in the studio with us today some special guests. We have Gordy Ochenero Bermudez of NAMI. Yes, correct. And, and also Jack Moore of NAMI, which is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. And you might be wondering, well, how is this real estate related? We're going to make it that way because... Uh, Uh, Michael and David are part of a group called the Young Professionals Network, and you guys are uh, helping out with an event that NAMI is putting on. Good morning, Don. Good morning. Thank you for having us. And thank Thank you you for for coming down here. (laughs) And you guys, you don't appear nervous at all. (laughs) No. Thank you for saying my last name right, too, as well. (laughs) Years of practice, Don, (laughs) of staying calm. Uh, which part did I say right? Both of them. Uh, they did a really good job. You did <laughs> people stumble on that. <laughs> okay. I was telling Gordy before the show started that um, the Ochenero families are from a little town in Italy called Mesquite, which is seven kilometers away from where my mother was born. And uh, so I've been to Mesquite, and when I was there, there was nobody there. They'd all moved to Fresno. <laughs> <laughs> But my mother used to correct me on how I said Ochenero. It was Ochenero. 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 We've got it. Uh, Jack, thank you for having a name like Moore. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) It it takes a lot of the heat off me (laughs) to say it right. Um, Before we get too far into the show, um, I do want to give some statistics out there. Um, And next week, we're going to really, really dive into it. But uh, in all of Fresno County, all of Fresno County, that includes Parlier, that includes Clovis, Fresno, um, there's only 685 active listings. Now, you might say, well, I see more than that driving around because there's almost another thousand that have signs up in their yard, but they're already in escrow. So that is a very active market when... um, what almost two thirds uh, uh, of the lit 
listings are already in escrow. So um, uh, there were 508 solds so far, uh, for the month of April. For an average, excuse me, a median sale price of 404000 So we've been hovering around 385 to 400 and now it, it's moving up again. So all those people who six months ago were talking about a real estate crash, um, well, doesn't look like that's happening. In fact, um, the average sale price to list price is 99.96%. So that means uh, sellers are pretty much getting their asking price. 68% um, of those sold in the first 30 days. So you can see that um, it, it, all the media that you heard in the, uh, the, in the social media posts about foreclosures coming and such, um, I think we're past that. And we're back to, hopefully we're back to appreciating a home and what a home is really all about. And it's not just the numbers. It's still the best advice I heard out there was don't wait to buy real estate, but buy real estate and then wait. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. think about it. Had you bought something five years ago, 10 years ago, you'd be good. You were good six months ago. Yep. I agree. Yeah. All right. So um, first of all, I'd like to ask David or Michael, either one, we'll see which one's the shy one here. <laughs> um, what is YPN? What do you guys do? Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, the YPN is, it, it has a national levels. So just like, just like a lot of other, you know, groups that are, or subgroups that are associated with the National Association of Realtors or even at a state level, CAR, um, it's a group not, not necessarily focused on a particular age, but really towards people's experience in the industry. And so there's just lots of a, a emphasis on education and training for people who might not be as experienced as other people in the profession. So we, we branch off into all kind of different associated realms that are connected to real estate, not just realtors or lenders, all kinds of affiliates and different things that you may need to know as you're becoming a new professional in the industry. Where were you guys when I was young? You know, <laughs> I, I got into the business at 21 years old. The next youngest person in my office was 55. So, so things have changed. Yeah. yeah. I look around, there's a lot of you young guys out there, including me. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I gotta tell you though, I've always, every once in a while, I get to be a guest speaker at the YPN. And my favorite one was uh, on how to get around town without using a GPS. And if you could have looked out at the faces out in the crowd, <laughs> it's like, why in the world would you even think about not having a GPS? <laughs> that was fun. Um, so Michael, what kind of events do you guys have coming up? So we have, uh, so we got three coming up this month. We have three coming up this month, so actually next week uh, we have our Wake Up YPN. Uh, we're going to be doing a, uh, a live demo of a home inspection with uh, Carlos from Blueprint Home Inspections. Uh, we're going to be going to a property. He's going to kind of help navigate 
realtors on what they should be looking for when navigating a home inspection. Uh, That's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be I great. may show up for that one. You should. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be uh, 9 o'clock Thursday next week. Um, address is posted on FAR's website. It's posted on our social media, uh, Fresno YPN. You get, they can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, and then what's the uh, date of the yoga event? I believe it's the 25th. Yeah, yeah. Thursday the 25th. Thursday the 25th. We're going to be uh, continuing to highlight Mental Health Awareness Month. Uh, with a yoga event that we're going to be putting on uh, for realtors come out uh, anyone part of the association come out do some yoga you know reduce some stress uh, have a good time network with each other there's no stress in the real estate business <laughs> <laughs> no none at all exactly yeah. Yeah. no stress anywhere <laughs> I didn't think I would get that much laughter <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah. um, so and what was the third and event? Lastly, we're going to be uh, partaking in uh, NAMI's uh, charity walk that they're going to be doing uh, at Woodward Park on uh, Sunday, May 27th at 9 o'clock in the morning. Or Saturday, May 27th, not Sunday. All right, and that's a walk, not a run? It is a walk, not <laughs> a run. It's a walk your own way. And it could be a run if you <laughs> want to go out first because I let the rabbits lead the race. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. So I, I've got a give a shout out to the YPN you said there's three events that this month I remember a time when the thing first got started three events for the year yep. was about the norm so it's a pretty active group uh, and I got to give that to you um, how many members do you guys have technically our members are as big as the entire association it's actually included in their membership fees Mm -hmm. So I'm going to hang on to that. Uh, technically, I'm a member of the Young Professionals you Network. And always welcome, Don. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Is that because you collect money at the door? <laughs> uh, for some members, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what, are, get, what are some of the goals and aspirations of the Young Professionals Network? What, what do you guys hope to achieve? Well, so our... Our like main statement this year that we're trying to uh, push is we want to raise the bar. You know, we want to try to help everyone elevate their game within the industry, both professionally as well as personally. Uh, and so that's what we wanted to try to focus on this year was really try to see how we can step up, you know, the services we can offer for everyone, you know, the research and the uh, tools that we can give them to be able to help them advance themselves within their career as well as, you know, outside of their career, you know, personally. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Great. When we get back from our first commercial break, I want to ask more about the NAMI Walks Fresno that is coming up on May 27th. So, and we're going to find out more about what NAMI does and um, how it can help with the real estate market. So uh, stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 KYNO. Said if you want my two cents on making a dollar count, Buy dirt, find the one you can't live without Get a ring, let your knee hit the ground Do what you love, but call it work Throw a little money in the plate well, Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio This is Don Scordino, your host And uh, I just enjoyed that little intro music Buy dirt <laughs> That's right, because you're not making no more of it So, uh, uh, Bobby, how did that one come to be part of our intro? Well, Donna, 
told us we better add it to our to the mix and i said absolutely all right yeah i was just at a conference in sacramento this week for the california association of realtors and the band that they had playing um in the beginning was playing this song by dirt and i think that's where donna came up with it and said that's got to be part of welcome home radio she actually said let's do it before she went to the conference so it was kind of a, a funny scenario how it all turned out ah all right well, great. Thank you. Let's now turn to NAMI and um, tell us again, what is NAMI the acronym for? NAMI is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Mm -hmm. All right. And um, it, it's, it's a national group, but we have a Fresno chapter. Is That's that correct. Right? Yes, we're a grassroots organization um, that was started back in the 70s by family members um, and we're nationwide. How many how many people are part of this group in the local chapter? Probably a hundred members at this time, and probably <clears throat> if you take a look at all the classes we're presenting to, that there's probably another hundred people or so. Uh, probably about right now we're actively dealing with probably about two hundred people. I think about two hundred. Yeah, correct. So, what is your mission or, or your goal? at NAMI? It's, it's an interesting question, and I'd like to answer that. Our goal is to help the family or friends or anybody connected with those living with mental illness. Uh, NAMI was started as FAMI. It was a family organization by about four women who found no resources in this area or anywhere to help their loved ones, and they worked out of the trunk of their car and it used to be called Family Fresno. That's the start of it. Family yeah. Fresno. Yeah, family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, how, how do you guys help out? Well, I myself, um, I'm a peer specialist. I'm also a project coordinator, but I started off at NAMI two years ago. And um, I am, uh, all of NAMI's employees and staff members or team members are actually lived experience. So you're either a family member of someone who is living with a mental health condition or you are someone who lives with a mental health condition. I myself live with bipolar one, have ADHD, also borderline personality disorder. Uh, so I, um, I actually facilitate support groups, which, called, which is called Connections. And um, my job is to advocate for our peers in our community and also myself. So my job is to actually uh, just kind of be a mentor for our peers who are struggling in our community with their mental health conditions. And I have to tell you that I'm very impressed and to see the look on your face. As you said that I have this and I have that, there was no shame. You, you were, it's like, this is who I am. And, and there's an awareness of what, what you are. So my compliments to you. Thank you so much for saying that. You know, that, that's a big part of what NAMI has done for me. Um, it, NAMI helps to not just break the stigma um, with other people who I engage with, but also helps me to break the stigma within myself. And so I've just really learned to embrace all of me. And it's really created just a really incredible life. And so I'm very proud of myself. And also, I kind of feel like a superhero at times. And, you know, it's not always a negative in your life, but as well as even when it is, you, you can help others with that part. You know, when you struggle, you help others with their struggles. How do you come to this realization? What goes on inside of you that makes you say, 
this is what I have, this is part of me, and this is how I'm gonna deal with it? Um, you know, a big part of it, I would have to say at the beginning, was just seeing how much it, it affected my family. Uh, you know, uh, my, my immediate family just really struggled with, you know, it, it, was a, it was hard, you know, I didn't really know how to have relationships, so I, I, I really wanted more for myself. I also wanted to understand uh, more of um, why I had this. Um, and I realized too that it's not something that I have, it's actually something that I live with. That's one of the one things that NAMI really just leaves like an imprint on human beings like myself is that this is something I live with. And so um, I just wanted more. And I knew there was more because I, I, was, I became friends and, and started seeing the people who came at NAMI. And uh, I didn't really think it was possible. I really, all the parts that you see me smiling about, I really hated so much. And uh, it really gave me a difficult life. I'm, I'm dual diagnosed, so I'm also in recovery for um, alcoholism and addiction. And so I, I do believe that that was like the core, you know, my mental uh, health condition was the core of that struggle as well. Mm -hmm. um, and Jack, what, what does NAMI do to help with all this? Well, it's very interesting because, Don, what uh, Gordy was sharing with you is an exception to many stories. What NAMI does is there's many people out there who have family members that are exhibiting behaviors that they don't quite understand. And there's a lot of stigma that goes with that because they don't really understand what's going on with their loved one or understanding it. And I think that we all have mental health. We don't all have mental health illness. And so what we do is, I have a class right now I'm teaching, I teach called Family to Family, and it's to introduce the families to what mental illness is all about. And I use the word illness because it's not crazy, it's actually a biological you know, problem in the brain that creates this situation and there are external events that can add to it. So what we do is we create awareness in these families. And after they get the awareness in the particular class I'm teaching, we try to show them where they can go, what they can do, and it is a very difficult system to navigate in our society. Mm -hmm. Very difficult. A lot of discrimination. Okay, uh, discrimination. And, and I was gonna ask what makes it so difficult, but I think you may have just answered it Hopefully there. Hopefully I did, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just hard on people because the people themselves, and I haven't said, but I will share, my daughter lives with schizoaffective disorder, which mm -hmm. is schizophrenia, has psychotic thoughts, mm -hmm. and the bipolar means just exactly what it says, up and down behaviors. And we had no clue what was happening to us, and it was just unbelievable, and we didn't know where to turn. Friends would kind of shun us a bit because they didn't understand the behavior in our household. People would say, huh, your daughter acts that way because you're not a good parent. You're not disciplining it. So there's that lack of understanding, and that's what NAMI is all about, to help people understand and go the direction they need to. So my next question, I think you just answered it again. <laughs> oh, no, he's I better really, quit. He's really good at that. <laughs> That's how good you are at this and how much you understand that. Either that or you're reading my mind. <laughs> no, I'm actually reading your mind. I want to give you credit for that. But my question was going to be, how do we, how do people um, 
understand others and what's the advice you would give to all of society so that we don't discriminate we do understand what I think the biggest thing of all is to understand that this is a disease it's the same as cancer it's the same as getting leukemia it's like muscular dystrophy these people have a biological problem in the brain that is like an illness and it creates this behavior because the brain is not wired the way it should be so if people understand that it is an illness not because it's ooh, you know what they're thinking all kinds of things stay away from that quote, I hate to use the term weirdo, or that strange behavior, I don't understand it. And so that's the stigma that we got to overcome. And I hate to say this, but with a lot of the recent mass shootings going on, many of the people involved, unfortunately, are living with mental illness. And there are many factors in those homes that I think if people were more understanding, it wouldn't have happened. Because if they knew what to look for, they knew the signs, and we're working effectively to try to help that person, I think a lot of these would have been avoided right in the home. How, how could they have helped to avoid this? What, what steps well, could they have taken? I think what I'm trying to say, and Gordy can help out well, if she I, wants to. I think um, as someone who lives with a mental health condition, mental illness, um, I think it's important for people to um, get involved, to ask questions. Um, educate themselves ask the tough questions you know mm-hmm. Th- that's what that's what you know we 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 struggle really bad with in in our uh, in our society with actually having raw authentic real conversations you know about real things happening um, and for me it's um, it's important that um, we we work really hard to um, to share our experiences with other people and I think it's going to take um, I think it's going to take people actually um, wanting to um, see a change because I think change is what we're, we're what we're really looking for, um, and I think that more needs to be done. I think that everyone's doing the best that they can, but I think we need more funding. I think there's uh, um, I think we need more people like you who are willing to you know come on a radio show and talk about you know mental health awareness and ask these questions you know, but. I think it's just, um, you know, understanding that mental health also looks different on everyone else, you know, on everyone. I have bipolar and uh, bipolar one. His daughter has bipolar and it looks different on each of us, you know. So that's one of the one things, too. So you're bringing out a good point. There's not just categories. There's degrees to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. That's good. And I liked what you said about how this is it's a disease like cancer or something. You made me think of. uh, how I, as a kid, I understood my uncle who would take me to ball games at Dodger Stadium. He had emphysema. Well, I came to learn and understand him that we were only going to walk about 20 feet Correct. before he had to stop and catch his breath. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I used to ask him questions, but I totally understood him. But the most important thing is I totally loved him and, and respected him because he was taking me to the Dodger games. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. No, yeah, know. yeah. All right, with that, we are going to our next commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio on 940 KYNO. I'm proud of the house we built. It's stronger than sticks, stones, and steel. It's not a big place sitting up high. 
welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. We got a full house here in the studio today. We have Jack Moore and Gordy Ochenero Bermudez of NAMI. And we have Michael Bronze of Meathead Movers and David Keller of Nexum Mortgage, who are uh, part of the Young Professionals Network at the Fresno Association of Realtors. So we're going to be talking in this segment about how all this blends together. But first, I got a question because I, you made me curious, Jack. You mentioned something about a casserole. Yeah. What? what how, I, I did. Where does casserole come into all of this? A casserole comes into to the National Alliance on Mental Illness because it really struck me because uh, one of the classes we took, they said that uh, mental illness is not a casserole disease and i didn't quite get that and i found out that was well they said well if you find out somebody a daughter has polio or leukemia you would take a casserole or if there was a family death you would take a casserole to help them and ask what you could do if some family has somebody who lives with mental illness they kind of stay away from you and you don't get a casserole so you're saying that people tend to stay away People don't understand, and that's called stigma by staying away. How do we? How do people understand better? What? What? Give us some tips. That's what we're all about. Come take a class at Family to Family. Uh, show up at any of our, of our events, and uh, with young people like this uh, Young Professional Network joining us, they have uh, now know who we are, and people will know. And the walk, come out to the walk, and just get to know who we are. And, and I'm glad to see that the YPN is doing something like this because it's gonna help all you youngins really help to understand mental illness and uh, the people in our society. So uh, my hat's off to you. Um, all right, so tell us what YPN is doing to help support this group. Uh, so I would say this I've served on the YPN once before, a few years back. We, YPN has done things that are associated with mental health in the past, but this year I think it's been a very common theme for all of the members on the board or the, the what committee members that mental health is something that we all want to focus on. Uh, that's something that I brought up when I interviewed for my position. Uh, mental health has touched myself personally and my family, um, so I've I've had a lot of experiences with that and. Especially, I think, in the last few years, whether or not you're in real estate, uh, I, I don't know who hasn't undergone an incredible amount of stress and adversity, you know, through the last few years. And uh, we really wanted to make that an emphasis this year. So with May being Mental Health Awareness Month, we've got multiple things kind of lined up trying to bring more awareness specifically to real estate and the, the kind of a, different groups that are associated with, with YPN. Mm-hmm. And tell us about this walk that's coming up. Yeah, so uh, so Nominee's putting together a walk. Uh, again, it's going to be Saturday the 27th. Uh, it's a free walk, essentially, to partake in. And so, uh, you know, we when we were doing our research and we were looking for, you know, uh, a cause to support, NAMI really struck us, you know, how they're trying to just create uh, awareness behind mental illness. And so we decided, like, hey, let's get a team together. It's very easy for us to participate. We can bring our families. We can get, m you know, many people in the association involved. Um, or if they, you know, can't 
come or they you know don't want to show up but they at least want to donate you know they have that option to do that as well they can support our team they can support us individually uh just again to try to create more awareness because again it is a as you guys have talked it's a it's a sensitive subject to talk about not too many people want to talk about mental illness or mental health it's a it's not a common ground and so we're you go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, so we're tr- we're trying to just we're trying to get more people to speak up and, and think about it, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, we felt like you know, you know, we're really impressed with what Nami had put together, and so we're like, this is the the group we want to support. What I was gonna say is not everybody has the courage that Gordy has. No, not at all. Thank you. You you just state it, and uh, you're proud of who you are. Absolutely. We're proud of who she is. <laughs> ah, I like that one, yeah. John. I'm going, gi- I'm going to give you one more because I really appreciate what's being said over here yes. on my colleagues on the other side of the table. One in four in the United States of America families have mental illness. One in four. All right. So it, it's, it's out there. It's out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And understanding is, um, is a key. All right. So um, where is this walk at? At Woodward Park, right? Yep, Woodward Park. How long is it? It's a 5K walk, I believe. Yes, Yes, 5K walk. Two and a half miles with turnaround points Mm -hmm. for people like my age there, Don. (laughs) All right. (laughs) But from what I understand, you're still eligible for the YPN, the Young Professionals Network. That's right. Although you guys tease me a lot and say that I'm part of the OPN. I, I've never, Don, I've never said that. I'd like to, I'd like you to show me some receipts there. I've never said that. <laughs> All right. It's some of your colleagues. Uh, they, they tease me on that. Maybe if I didn't tease them so much, they wouldn't tease me so, so much. much. Yeah. That could be, that could be a key there. Yeah. All right. Later in the year, what kind of events does NAMI have? We, uh, this particular walk, when they talk about a team, you can call, uh, just look up NAMI Fresno online, and you can become a team team leader. It's very simple to do, and what you do is you just get some friends to join you and donate for your walk. Uh, we, we are in a recovery process, Don. We're coming back from COVID, mm-hmm. and our walk kind of just got laid low with the with the COVID, we couldn't put together a walk so we're back in the process of bringing it back uh which is good it is our major fundraiser it, it really mm-hmm. is to get donate and sponsors but we had which was really great we had a dinner dance usually in november right around just after october and we take an honor somebody who's been a big uh, factor in helping us we've done the police chief we've done mm-hmm. uh, court judges and people who've helped us and we have a wonderful dinner dance with yes we serve alcohol and we have a fun time and that's a big fundraiser for us other than that we're, we just take donations absolutely mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I also see that um, Gordy you're an advocate for mental health and homeless correct yes. tell us about that part the homeless part of it um, well, my journey took me to um, homelessness, and so um, as a person who um, has, cr- you know, my goal is to be able to be an example of resilience and like kind of like a comeback story. And the reason why I work so much with the homeless is because um, I want to um, give them hope. I want to. I share a lot of you know when I when I 
go when I do outreach, I share my story with them. You know, we connect. To be honest, sometimes I'm very, I'm a lot more comfortable with them than I am with the normal people in my life. And so, and not to say that they're not normal, but, um, but um, for me, it just, there were so many people in my life who had such um, a part in my journey and um, people who helped me to be able to, you know, have a life that was off the streets as, as well. And so I feel like it's important to give back. And to be honest, it helps me to stay sober. It helps me to work on my mind. It, it really helps me with my mental health as well. So, um, and I just want to, um, um, I want to do what I can for our community. I really care about our community. And um, I have kids now and, and I want more for them. And so I think um, a big part of um, who I am is just wanting um, for all of us to be okay, <coughs> including myself. Yeah, all right, excellent. Because <coughs> we do, as we drive around the, the city, we do see homelessness out there. Mental health is a bar part of that. Oh, definitely, it's a huge, yeah. it's a huge part. Yeah, I'll I give you an example. We've, we, uh, with my daughter, uh, our journey started at about age six. She's now 36 and took us a long time to understand but it, it's a hard realization that my wife and i have come to is that basically at this particular stage we've got mm -hmm. ashley stable shouldn't use her name but i did that's okay uh ashley is stable and what we worry about is independent living and i'm not sure ashley could live independently so if not for us and the support and nami she would be homeless all right so once again, I think we as society need to understand, and that's um, understand with some compassion too, and that might be our answer to living a everybody living a happier life. With that thought, we're going to our next commercial break. So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio nine forty KYNO. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And I always remind people that we're now in our third decade on this show. Okay, so it's only 15 years, but we did start in 2009. That was one decade. Then the 10s and now the 20s. So, um, and I always point, that, point out that that's so that we're aware of what we hear in the news. Uh, you know, I mean, it sounds great third decade but it that's not always that you got to go for the rest of the story so speaking of the rest of the story I found it really interesting as we were talking before the show that Jack Moore who is you're not in real estate right absolutely not okay I would love to be at times you know but uh, I'm not I can guarantee you there's times you wish you weren't <laughs> absolutely I realized that but what's so funny, Don, is as we were talking down here, you brought it up. I didn't realize at first that you were, you know, that this was a, a real estate show. <laughs> so we start talking, and I complained about that. I heard that at, if I went out to get a loan, that and I put a certain amount of percentage down, that I was in a category that it might cost me more for that loan. I didn't understand that. So I'm glad we got some people here who can help us out. That's right. Yeah. So uh, David is a loan officer and he's going to uh, address that because there's talk out there. And the point of having Jack bring that up is that you don't have to be in real estate to have heard 
this thing about, oh, if I have good credit, I now have to pay more. So tell us about that. Uh, so I, I'll just say, first of all, yeah, I've had lots of people, friends, family that have been asking me about that. I am uh, not a huge fan of what I would call clickbaity, you know, headlines. So I think that there, there's so, so often our mortgages what people want to talk about, you know, or so, so rarely rather our mortgages what people want to talk about. And it's interesting that this is kind of getting people's, you know, interest up and curiosity. I think that there's a lot of misinformation and kind of misunderstandings as to how you know, the, the risk is assessed for different kind of credit borrowers, loan to value, how much down payment they're putting down, et cetera. Um, I, I think I would encourage anybody who's curious to know exactly how changes in the LLPAs or loan level pricing adjustments, I would encourage them to talk to a local mortgage professional <clears throat> like myself uh, and have them really run through different scenarios to see, you know, whether you're purchasing or refinancing, what different credit scenarios and how much down payment, you know, you're going to bring to the table is going to affect you because it, it really is not, I think, as large of a deal as people are making it out to be. Yeah. And, and I had the benefit of attending the state meetings of the California Association of Realtors and heard a very thorough explanation on that. And so from correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I understand, if you have um, a, high, a high credit score, you d depending on a few other factors too, such as uh, amount of down payment, you will be paying more for that, that fee for the LLPA. Mm -hmm. You will be, but you're still paying less than those with the lower credit scores. Yes, that is correct. All right. Yeah. So they, I think they lowered it for the lower, they lowered the fee for the lower credit scores. Yes. They raised it for the higher, which sounds bad, mm -hmm. but it's still. I would say it's a more evening of the scales, to be honest. It's more balancing and evening of the scales rather than shifting their focus just to someone with poor credit. I, I can't tell you how many people I've seen like, oh, well, I'm just going to stop paying my credit cards now so I get a better deal. And I'm like, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> I, I understand that gut kind of visceral response that you're like, what's the point of working on my credit? You're still going to benefit in multiple other ways, including especially if you're not doing 20% down, you get significantly better mortgage insurance terms if you have a better credit score. So there's just, there's still lots of ways that you're significantly, you know, being, uh, having benefits by having a higher credit score and falling into those, you know, higher tiers on the lender side. So it's, it's definitely not, time to tank your credit score so you get a quote-unquote better deal on a house that's not true all right so uh two wrongs don't make a right no <laughs> okay and just so you know the california association of realtors made a decision to go to work to the g uh, on the uh fannie mae and freddie mac on this issue and thanking them for lowering for the lower credit scores but also saying wait a minute you can't raise this on the higher credit scores so they're, they're going to work to get that uh redone wow yeah I, I i believe i believe there's a lot of power there i've been to the ledge day that you're speaking about that you were just at this week i i do believe that they they'll have a good chance at making some changes so hopefully hopefully they're able to do that mm -hmm. yeah and by the way on next week's show we're going to have gary carter who's the president-elect of fresno association of realtors 
he'll be on the show and we're going to be talking a lot about what happened at ledge day um, where we spoke with our legislators and and brought out issues uh, in the real estate industry that we hope that they can address speaking of issues in the real estate industry um, earlier we gave statistics that showed that prices are, are very stable um, they're, they're not climbing like they were at a rapid rate they're certainly not dropping but the amount of sales is dropping so how does that affect somebody like meathead movers yeah I mean so uh, Don you know last time you and I spoke I mentioned with you that you know our our industry, you know, mirrors your guys' industry pretty well. You know, we peak in the summer like you guys do, and we dip in the winter when you guys do. Yeah. Uh, we we move people. Oh wait, that's what you do. You, yes. move, <laughs> you move people. Yep. But so, yeah. So I mean, yeah. With you know less you know less transactions going on, you know, we do see uh, you know small dip in uh, in the market for us as well as a moving company. Uh, but there's also there's also still a pretty large market out there that's not talked about, and that's just renters. Uh, a lot of people selling their rental properties, so renters are having to leave as well. And then, or most commonly, renters will stay in one area at a time, and then maybe they want to, you know, move to another rental property. So even if you know transactions are down, there's still a lot of renters that need to be moved as well. So uh, you know, we see a dip in the transactions uh, for us, but you know, overall, we're continuing to continue to be the largest, you know, moving company in California. So mm -hmm. that's, you know. So basically we, we, the realtors, the movers, we, we, um, we both move people. You guys just do the heavy lifting. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> we, 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 we break our backs. So you don't have to, Don. <laughs> All right. Very good. Um, how about David? Are you seeing a, a drop in the amount of transactions and how is that affecting your business? Yeah, I, so I would say absolutely. I was just looking over the chart that you had in front of you earlier. Uh, I would say when when the interest rates really got cranking and they, the Fed was really affecting a lot of things uh, last year with all of the rate hikes, uh, I would say September through December, things really slowed. January, I had an unbelievable amount of applications. But I think as you probably know in this industry, I've seen as the years go on that everything is usually about three to four months behind in real estate. So when I start seeing lots of activity in January, I now have lots of buyers out shopping and looking right now through April and May. So I see a lot, of, a lot more activity, a lot more clients that are not so scared now that the market's gonna crash, that values, you know, they're not gonna get that 50 or $80,000 discount that their uncle or aunt or cousin told them that they were probably gonna need to wait for. Uh, so I think a lot of people are kind of seeing that it pulled back and slowed. And now as it's transitioning to a little bit more, you know, of a balanced market, as you said, I have a lot more clients that are looking to, you know, purchase a home. And so I'm definitely saw a dip, I would say from September through December, maybe January. And then it's been pretty consistently increasing as the year's gone, gone on so far, but absolutely a dip from year over year, you know, production from 21 and 22. Right. And, and I think that people still need to remember the goal. The goal is to get a home, not just to make the numbers seem fantastic. And here's an extreme example. I remember a buyer telling me, I've decided I'm going to hold off. I, I, 
I'm going to, my brother-in-law was telling me I should wait for the market to crash. It's going to crash. We all know that. This is what, not what I said, but what the brother-in-law said. Um, and this was in 2019. So he sh really should have bought something. Yeah. yeah. I've had so many friends and family that have told me the same thing in the last six years of me being in the industry. And, uh, I think the results speak for themselves. You know, I can't speak on the market as a whole nationally, but locally, Fresno seems to be very strong uh, in the real estate realm, a very strong market. So that good advice was buy real estate and then wait. Mm -hmm. All right, that's what I want people to remember most about today's show. And speaking of that, I wanna go first to Jack. What do you want our listeners to remember most about today's show? We got just a couple of minutes left. Well, first of all, I think that what I want to remember is that, uh, you know, be kind to our real estate people. Uh, <laughs> be be Thank you. Be, yeah, be kind to our host. And I think I hope that we leave you with a little bit of the generosity coming from the real estate people towards NAMI. Greatly appreciated. And our host for having us here. And for those people out there who have someone living with mental illness, remember NAMI Fresno. We are here for you. Thank you. Gordy, how about you? Um, I hope that, you know, I want people to remember that there's hope. Um, and um, I'm, a, I'm an example of someone um, who um, has, you know, a fulfilling life who lives with a mental illness. And so I, I just want people to remember just to reach out, uh, if not to NAMI, to someone. Um, and not to forget that the suicide hotline has changed to 988. They've made it easier. So, and just thank you to the guys for giving us a casserole. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was. Michael Bruns, tell us, what do you want people to remember most? Uh, today, I want people to remember most that uh, they can help support this you know, great organization by contacting us directly. Uh, they can reach out to the Fresno Association. They can go to our social media accounts. Uh, they can join our team. They can support our team, donate to our team. Uh, everything goes back to NAMI, so we're, you know, I'd say that's my biggest takeaway for today. All right, David? Uh, so I'd say the same thing, please, whether, yeah, whether or not you can join us for the walk, please look at it and see how you could support us with a donation. And then you mentioned something earlier down, Don off air. And I would just say, uh, curiosity leads to compassion. So I would say rather than being judgmental, be curious and look out to resources like NAMI and figure out how you can make yourself more aware and more compassionate towards those that are maybe struggling with something you're not familiar with. All right. Thank you. And I, and I want, I want to thank the four of you for coming in today and sharing this has been a good one <laughs> I, I, I really liked it and hopefully our listeners did i i want to thank our listeners for tuning in and we're going to be back again next week so stay tuned to welcome home radio every saturday nine to ten bye bye <laughs>